You're listening to The Thrive Podcast with your host, Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. Listen in as Kathleen shares all the things about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. She'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to help grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. I received this question last week from one of y'alls on the Instagram. And this question, I think, might be my favorite question to date. What is worth splurging on versus what can I get by without when it comes to tools, portfolio, education, etc.? Such a good question. And it is a question that I wished I had asked five years ago, (laughs) but I didn't. So I have wasted a lot of money on things that I will tell you, you do not need to be spending money on. But getting right to the point, more importantly, I think I want to make sure that you understand how important it is to continue to invest in your education. Whether you decide to go to formal floristry certification or not, it's 100% up to you. And there is no wrong answer. But I do not want you to make the assumption that whether you go to flower school or you don't go to flower school, that that is the end of your training. 100% not the right answer. So here's the thing. I firmly believe one of the reasons our business has grown as quickly as it's grown and that our profitability is as good as it is and we have really honed in on our design style is 100% due to the fact that I have invested a shit ton of money into workshops. I have done workshops in Australia. I have done workshops in Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. I have done workshops in North Carolina and in Salem, Oregon. Every single one of them was well worth the price of admission. So I thought it might be helpful to you guys to expand a little bit more on my response of I will always tell you that investing in yourself and investing in your education is 100% worth it. It's quite literally like making a direct investment in your business. And I firmly believe that spending money on your own self-development, spending money on your education, spending money to learn how to do the things will speed up the growth of your business exponentially. So quite literally, when you are looking at whether it's worth investing in a program, in an online course, going to somebody's workshop, going to a full-on retreat, whatever you decide to invest that money into, I want you to think of it like an investment in your business. And any time I would tell any of you to invest in your business, I want you to think through some very specific points. When you actually invest in your business, what are you trying to get out of that investment? Instead of thinking, oh, I'm going to invest in this course and just hope that I learn some things, 
I want you to sit down and become a little bit more intentional, a little bit more aware of what it is specifically that you're hoping to get out of that program. The first thing I thought I would touch on is the five biggest lessons that I learned in going to other floral designers' workshops. And lesson number one is all about understanding this concept of pushing the color palette. So very early on in my career, I used to take our clients quite literally. (laughs) I used to follow their directions and simply do what they said in terms of the specific colors that they wanted us to include in the designs. These days, our approach looks so different. And that is all because I learned this concept called pushing the color palette. Now, if you Google that phrase, I don't even know if it's on the Googles, but it's a concept that I teach at our workshops all around understanding this idea of a color spectrum and realizing, particularly when you're dealing with some of those trickier, challenging color palettes, the idea of blending colors and being able to actually push the color palette beyond specifically what the client has asked for. So this whole notion of realizing you're going to have transition colors and you're actually going to have a color spectrum in terms of your design. Plus, in addition to all that, on top of it is this notion of realizing you can actually push the color spectrum in a different direction for one aspect of an event and then push it to a different aspect of that spectrum for another part of the event. So one of the pieces that I really love in terms of how we design our weddings, no doubt we will almost have a slightly more subdued color palette for the ceremony than we will for the reception. And it's very possible that we have sat down with our clients and talked about going with a blush, antique, you know, a few pops of coral here and there. And that is absolutely 100% what we're going to deliver on. But instead of taking it too literally, we are actually going to present and create our designs with the feeling of a color. So that it might actually mean that we include some lemons or some bright yellows and some tangerines and oranges and really explore color. So that is lesson number one, is this whole notion about pushing the color palette, understanding transitional colors, and the role that secondary colors can play in your overall designs. Number two, the actual ins and outs of installations and very large-scale installations, and particularly when it comes to the migration away from flower foam. And when you're used to doing designs that have bricks of oasis in them and they're hanging from the ceiling, how do you create a very similar aesthetic without flower foam? So that is one of the things that I actually think is well worth paying for to understand how to do those mechanics and ideally get some hands-on time in terms of how to create that mechanic for yourself. So if you can find a workshop where you can go and sign up and they are going to encourage you to jump up on stage and actually create some of the design yourself, 100% totally 
worth it because part of the migration and the evolution away from flower foam is understanding the mechanics, what sort of armatures you can use for creating large-scale installations without the use of flower foam. And it's so much better to do that under the supervision of somebody who knows what they're doing rather than trying to figure it out for yourself. Because trust me, when I tell you, it can be a little bit frustrating, but it doesn't need to be. Once you learn a few super handy mechanics, the actual migration towards completely foam-free installations becomes really straightforward. So that is absolutely 100% something I recommend that you do invest in in terms of learning how to do that in person with a designer that you love. Tip number three that I learned at one of the workshops was this whole idea of embracing the theatrics of a wedding or event. So when you grow up in a flower shop, when you buy a flower shop and you get ingrained into the culture of everyday retail flowers, you know that shelf life is the most important aspect when it comes to your ingredients and your product selection. Then when you're switching your mindset towards weddings and events, you actually need to learn that it's all about the theatrics, the overall impression, what is the vibe that you're trying to communicate, and it is not actually about having your flowers last for a long time. It's almost like everyday flowers is one half of your brain, and weddings and events is another half of your brain. Because the way you actually manage weddings and events and the way you design for weddings and events is quite different to how you might design or what you might create or the ingredients that you might use when it comes to everyday flowers. So having somebody talk you through the idea and understanding that weddings, events, large-scale installations are 100% about embracing the theatrics. And it's not about one specific detail, and it's not about making sure your flowers last as long as humanly possible. Lesson number four that I learned from one of my favorite workshops is the value of your own intuition. We are all creative beings. That is part of the definition of being a human. You have a very strong pull to being a creative, which is obvious because you're listening to this podcast, right? We're all designers. We all have an obsession with flowers and photography and color and all of the pretty beautiful things in the world. We understand art and most of you are women. So this is such a stereotype, but I will 100% encourage this generalization that creative beings and female beings tend to be more in touch with their intuition than non-creative beings and non-female beings. Now, you can write me hate mail for that and that is fine, but it is something that I believe. So us as creative women, female beings, know what our intuition feels like. But I don't think we give our intuition enough credit for leading us in the right direction. So tip number four is simple. But the value of tapping into your intuition, trusting your intuition, and knowing if you follow your intuition, it will lead you to the right path for you. And then tip number five, and this one I have truly embraced, and I learned this one very early on, 
the importance of planning and selecting your ingredients. One of my favorite teachers really hammered this home with me, and she said, as long as you choose beautiful ingredients, that even on your very worst day, when things aren't going right, you can collect together your beautiful ingredients, and no matter what you make, it will be beautiful. So the ingredients that you actually choose... I reckon, inform 80% of the outcome. So spend your time focusing in on selecting beautiful ingredients and you, my friend, will be so much happier with the outcome. So following on from those five lessons I learned at the workshops I have attended, I thought it might actually be worth sharing with you guys 10 things I didn't learn at workshops. Number one, The ins and outs of how to actually attract the kind of people who will pay you to do the work that you learn at the workshops. I remember walking out of my first weekend workshop and going, oh my god, this is game changing. Totally stepped up my design understanding a whole new level. Of course, by the time I got home, I was like, but how do I even start to begin to get people to do that work? to ask me to do that work. Felt like a major missing piece of the puzzle. The second thing I have never learned at a workshop, the importance of customer service, managing client expectations, and how to build relationships. That, my friends, is the golden ticket to building a successful floral design business. Newsflash! You do not need to be the best designer on the planet. In fact, you definitely do not need to be the best designer on the planet because if you don't know how to manage client expectations, the importance of customer service, and realizing that you need to put all of your energy and effort in building a relationship with your clients, you're not going to have anybody to design for, which is great if you're into floral design as a hobby. But you're not listening to me if you're into floral design as a hobby. You want to make money. So if you haven't done anything in terms of understanding the value of client relationships, customer service, managing client expectations, put some energy and effort into mastering those skills. And it's easier than you think. Lesson number three that I never learned at a workshop, the importance of planning your ingredients and its direct impact on how you actually make money. There's a recurring theme here about the things that you do not learn at workshops. I have yet to go to a workshop where they talk about profitability, where they talk about revenue, where they talk about sales, where they talk about making money. So many workshops are so focused on this idea of design and creativity, which is brilliant. Right? We need that. As creative human beings and designers and floral artists, we need that inspiration. We need to go on workshops to keep in touch with our design, with our intuition, to know that we are allowed to simply make things for the sake of making things. We don't always need to be making things for the sake of making money. However, you are in this bubble of the tubes of the podcast world because you want to learn how to make more money as a floral designer. That, I have found, is not a topic that is shared at most workshops. So if you can find a workshop that talks about 
building a flower business, sign up for that one. Lesson number five that I didn't learn at a workshop. The importance of having clear processes, set templates, and being able to communicate your procedures for every single thing that you do in your business. Because you have to do that in order to then bring help on board. And you have to bring help on board because it's impossible, impossible for you to be able to do all the things yourself. And there is no way that you can build the flower business that you want to the size that you want by trying to do it all on your own and take care of yourself and take care of your kids and take care of your house and take care of your family. Impossible. So talking through and thinking about the really boring things like process and templates is the way that you will begin to scale your business. Lesson number six that I never learned at a workshop. It doesn't matter how many followers you have on Instagram. Should I repeat that one? It doesn't matter how many followers you have on Instagram. And I will tell you right now my favorite story of 2020 thus far. Yes, we're very early on in the year, but this year is going to be filled with so many good stories. So I'm going to post this story to you right now. One of my students, hi Sophie, booked in a $6,000 ceiling installation and she has less than 1,000 followers on Instagram. And I know for a fact that that ceiling installation is well-priced, includes installation and removal, and all the production ins and outs that she needs to worry about for such an installation of that scale. So she is going to make good money off of it. So my friends, don't be sitting there waiting for the day that you have more than 1,000, 10,000, 100,000 followers on Instagram to think that you can be doing the type of work that you want to be doing. So lesson number six that I did not learn at a workshop. It doesn't matter how many followers you have on Instagram. Lesson number seven that I did not learn at a workshop. The importance of identifying your design aesthetic instead of going out and chasing after or simply trying to replicate somebody else's look. Here's the beautiful thing about floristry. Like this is one of my all-time favorite things. There are so many different designers out there who we can turn to for inspiration. We can try and do everything in our power to replicate something that our favorite designer has made. But it will be near impossible because we may not have access to exactly the same ingredients as they do whether it's where you live in the world, whether it's the access of the growers and the wholesalers that you can work with, or simple seasonality. So instead of assuming that you need to go out there and replicate somebody's construction exactly, connect with those designers in a way that provides real inspiration for you. Use it as a jumping off point. Go to their workshops, sign up for their online courses to understand their mechanics, and then spend time and energy putting your own spin on the work. Because that's the beautiful thing about floristry, is it truly is magical in the fact that it is one moment in time in one place in the world. 
So if you wanted to go out there and try and create a design of something I post on Instagram, I highly recommend that you go out and try it. But remember, you are going to have to adapt it for what you have available to you at the time from your local growers, from what's in season. Which reminds me, I don't know if I even put this on my list, but probably one of the most important things I did not learn at a workshop is that you actually do not need to specifically take directions from your clients. And I know you're probably thinking, Kathleen, that doesn't make any sense because we're here to create the work that they're after. And I will actually tell you, you can return back to, I think it was point number two around understanding the value of client relationships and customer service. But you don't actually need to directly replicate or take verbatim the reference photos that your clients send to you. I very much assumed early on in this experience of building this business, very much assumed clients are sending me a picture. I need to say yes, give whatever few minimal caveats I can, but do everything in my power to directly replicate the picture that they sent me. Here is my hot tip of the month. You actually don't need to do that. You can simply decide your clients are sending you a suite of reference photo. That is the beginning of a conversation. Your clients can send you a suite of photos. You can sit down with your clients and say, hey, thanks so much. We can absolutely use these as inspiration. You can have your own take on the design. You can have your own take on the color palette. And you can actually educate your clients on the fact that some of those flowers are not going to be available. So don't feel like you have to directly replicate somebody else's images like flowers come from a machine. You can take your client's reference photos, use them as inspiration, and start to talk them through what the floral design process looks like. And in actual fact, I highly recommend that you do that because it immediately positions you as an expert immediately ensures that if something doesn't come in from the market and you have to have a plan B, that you don't have to stress about it. And it makes the entire production and creative process so much more fulfilling. So that will be your bonus tip about something I never learned at a workshop. The whole idea that we do not need to be monkeys simply replicating somebody else's work. Lesson number eight that I did not learn at a workshop. The infinitely practical things that we need to worry about, like how to package, transport, and present bridal bouquets. Again, another thing that nobody seems to talk about in this industry. Lesson number nine that I did not learn at a workshop. Enlisting staff, hiring staff, freelance staff, what to do with all the staff. And the importance about who you want to have around you, what jobs you need people to do, and how to build your team. Again, not talked about at workshops. And lesson number 10, not talked about at the workshops. How to take better photos of flowers. Because, my friends, it is a skill and it does take practice, but if you can learn from somebody who knows how to take photos of flowers well, some very infinitely practical tips and tricks, you will be so much happier with the result. 
because it is simply a skill and it simply takes practice. So wrapping up all of those things that I did not learn at workshops, I wanted to give you my three go-to notions when it comes to what to look out for when you sign up for your next workshop. And this could be a workshop that's in person. It could be a full-day workshop. It could be a multi-day retreat extravaganza. It could be an online course. Whatever you want to interpret that education course workshop scenario to be. Three things to keep in mind. Question number one. What do you want to get out of it? I have fallen into the trap of thinking, oh, I want to sign up to this person's workshop and be a little bit starstruck and basically check the box to feel more credible simply because I took that person's workshop. And I have zero regrets for every single workshop that I signed up for. But... I don't want you to assume that just because you go to ABC's workshop or XYZ's workshop that you are immediately going to feel more credible. Because I didn't. But there is so much to be learned from every floral designer on the planet. So the next time something catches your eye in terms of signing up for a workshop, I want you to come to the table with a little bit of a critical perspective and really think through what can I get out of this workshop? What am I looking for? What do I want to achieve? What would success look like if I went to this workshop? If I could walk away from this workshop knowing any one thing, two things, three things, what would that be? Right? And get as clear as you can in terms of what specifics you want to get out of that session. And this doesn't matter whether it's an online course, whether it's an in-day, in-person workshop, a multi-day workshop, whatever. Whatever the next program is that you sign up for, what can you get out of that session? What can those people or that person or that team or that collective teach you? Are they doing the kind of work that you want to be doing? Have they built a team to the place that you want your team to be? Do they have a design aesthetic that you really resonate with? Do they do something truly unique that you're like, oh, that's really interesting. I'd really like to learn how they do that. Are they working with the types of clients that you want to be working with? Really sit down and think about what you can get out of your session and go into that session with a very clear vision for yourself. Because every time I have gotten the most out of a workshop, it's because I've committed to myself that I'm going to show up to get the most out of that session. And for me, it's not always just about how much you're investing in these workshops. Because I will always tell you, every single investment is 100% worth it. Even if somebody said, you need to pay $100,000 to fly to Japan to be able to hook up with this person to do this workshop, I would still contemplate the notion and say, is it worth the money but is it also worth my time? And you will get so much more out of these sessions, out of these workshops, out of any course that you take, if you put in the work, be present and show up to get the most that you can out of the entire program. So be really intentional 
the next time you sign up for a program, the next time you sign up for a course, the next time you sign up for a seminar, whatever it is that you're doing, be specific about what you want to get out of it. Because the more you put into it, the more you will get out of it. Number two, don't ever underestimate the power of being able to connect with your peers in the same space. One of the greatest things about taking an online program is that you can have access to other like-minded business owners, no matter where you are in the world, which is amazing because there are some very specific quick questions that you're going to need answers to. And that is why having an online community is such a big part of my online course Because then everybody gets to ask me questions, we get to ask each other questions, they get to have one-on-one sessions with me, so much goodness no matter where they are in the world. But even more powerful than that is the people that you will actually connect with and meet when you go to in-person workshops. I believe for a fact, definitely for a fact, One of the best reasons to invest in workshops, live, in-person workshops, is the people that you get to connect with who are in the room with you. You will have a phenomenal experience connecting with people who are trying to build a business who are at a similar stage to you. Knowing you are not the only one who's having a hard time. You are not the only one feeling the complete overwhelm. You are not the only one wondering what piece of the puzzle you're missing. And being able to stay connected with those people, knowing you've shared the experience of the workshop together and then everybody's gone back to their real lives, and you can periodically connect with them, just send them a quick message on Instagram, you can send them an email, you can say, hey, what up, you can give them a call. And know that you can reach out to those people at any time time, that, my friends, is a game changer. Being able to connect with people who are at a similar stage in your business means that you don't ever need to feel like you're in this on your own. And that, I think, has been one of the best learnings that I have had in being able to invest in all the programs that I've invested in. I am not the only one out there trying to make this thing work. And I am not the only one out there wondering what the fuck is wrong. (laughs) Is it just me? Because the answer is always no. It is not just you. And building your flower business, there are going to be days where you feel like you're on top of the world. And then you'll be on the roller coaster and feel like, what? Why is this happening? I don't understand. To be able to put your hand up and say, hey, can somebody give me a virtual hug? 100% worth the price of admission. And number three, when you are going out to look at the next program that you are investing in, is remember that this is not just a line item on your resume. This is an investment that you are making in yourself to evolve your creativity, to feel reinvigorated, to connect with other human beings who have a similar philosophy as you, to build your portfolio, and to know how to make more money. Which might sound a little bit shocking, because I'm sure many floral designers out there have a preconceived notion of the idea that they shouldn't be making a lot of money. 
But I will tell you right now, that doesn't need to be the case. Remember that you investing in a afternoon seminar, you taking an online course, you signing up for a workshop is actually a full-on investment in your business. And I want you to remember to get a return on that investment. You can decide what you want that return on your investment to be, whether it is strictly financial or it's emotional, and it's all about building your confidence and understanding creativity and connecting with like-minded people and knowing that you're in this for the long haul. But you can also decide you want to learn how to make more money purely from the workshops you go to. Finally, I thought it would be worth talking through the itinerary for our workshop in April so that you can get a sense of what actually happens at these retreats. And I will talk you through why we are doing what we're doing. I am essentially taking the best of every major lesson I have learned in building this business, wrapping it up in four days of flower good times, adding in a sprinkling of gin and tonics, and making sure that it is worth the investment for every single one of you that joins me on this flower extravaganza. I am only hosting two retreats in 2020. I am leaving space to sort through what we're going to do over the next few months, but I am for sure hosting a retreat here in the Southern Highlands of Australia in the turning seasons of autumn. But it's also peak dahlia season. And my friends, these dahlias are like nothing you've ever seen before in your life. They are spectacular, which is exactly why I am hosting this retreat in the Southern Highlands and during dahlia season, because it's going to be magical, absolutely magical. So Tuesday, the 7th of April through to Friday, the 10th of April. Yes, it's the few days leading up to Easter. I am limiting this workshop to only 10 people. We will all be staying in the same house so that it's like a big giant slumber party. We get to talk through all of the business things and I am making sure that we're sorting through all the building your portfolio, understanding design, learning how to do large-scale installations, learning my technique for making bouquets. I will also be sharing with you guys the ins and outs for dyeing your own silk ribbons. But let's get into the nitty-gritty. So arriving on Tuesday afternoon. Everyone will be set to arrive late afternoon. We will sit down, have a little bit of a welcome drink. We'll have a little surprise for everyone. And then we're going to have a big group dinner, chit-chat, have merry good times, have a little bit of an open Q&A, set our intention for the next three days, and make sure I am there to answer all of your questions. We are bringing in live music plus catering from my all-time favorite catering company. And their food is so good. If you're so inclined, bring your takeaway containers. So sit down, big celebratory dinner that first night, open Q&A, making sure you know exactly what you want to get out of this workshop and that I'm here to support you. Everybody will start on that Tuesday night to sign up for one-on-one sessions with me. So we'll all retreat to our rooms And then we'll wake up the next morning 
I am hosting one-on-one sessions every morning. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, everybody who signs up to the retreat gets a session with me so that we can talk through specific challenges, help overcome any hurdles that you feel like you might have. Wednesday morning, we're going to do bouquets, so big demo with all the dahlias. There's going to be so many flowers there, you won't even know what to do with yourself. It's going to be unbelievable. So bouquet demo on Wednesday morning and then hands-on design time. Lunch will be served. I am actually going to be there with you and also talk you through how to dye your own silk ribbons. And we're going to come up with our own suite of silk ribbons specifically for this workshop that all ties into our color palette. And those ribbons will be yours to keep. Plus I'll have all the instructions in terms of how to do it because... It's magical, truly is magical. So lunch will then be served. And then after lunch, I am going to put a little session on in terms of how to attract better clients. Because that was one of the big questions I had in terms of I've understood how to do these massive installations and do these beautiful bouquets and do all this amazing work. But how do I get people to inquire to do this stuff? Such a pivotal part of building a business, the whole marketing side of things. We will then spend much of the afternoon doing a very large-scale installation, and I am having my favorite film photographer on site all day Wednesday, all day Thursday, so we can do portfolio shots, headshots, styled shoot, and you will get access to all of it. Like every single bit of imagery will be yours to keep. And then dinner will be good. More live music, people. Yes. Then we'll go to bed at a reasonable hour and we'll wake up on Thursday morning, more one-on-one sessions. And then Thursday morning, we are going to do tablescapes, centerpieces, talking about using chicken wire, basing up, give you a chance to play around with different design mechanics, play with all the flowers. And I am going to lead a discussion and give you my helpful tips in terms of migrating towards foam-free designs. Because as you know, I was not always a foam-free designer. I learned, I built my business 100% using flower foam, and now we have been not using flower foam for 16 months minus one wedding. It's pretty good. Pretty good, people. So I will talk you through how to migrate towards relying less on flower foam and still making magic happen. Then more beautiful lunch served. In the afternoon, we will talk through the ins and outs, and you will get a hands-on tutorial in terms of taking better photos of flowers, thinking through composition and lighting and how to use your phone and the camera on your phone to take better pictures. Then, immediately following that, we will have our second style shoot. So full-on tablescape, we'll do a second installation, make sure everybody gets the photos that they're after for their portfolio. When the sun goes down, we will then sit down and have dinner. It's going to be amazing. Friday morning, we are going to wake up, last one-on-one sessions, and then we'll have a final roundtable discussion, any follow-up questions, any last-minute things anybody wants to know about, and then I will send you on your merry way to travel home for Easter. And probably more eating because that's what happens in Australia. But the reason I am setting up 
the structure of this program the way that I am is because one of the most powerful workshop experiences I went to had us all staying in the same place. Multi-days, everybody shared a house. We really got to connect with one another. We got to have one-on-one time. We got to go through the day together. If anybody feels like they need to take a nap, they can take a nap at any point in time. No pressure. Plus, being able to really connect with each other over breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So many of the workshops I went to were in one location and they were multi-day, but we had to take care of our own accommodation. And the power of everybody staying in the same place changed the game for me. So that is an absolute must, that we all get to stay in the same place. And you get to see me in my Ugg boots, Lululemons, drinking all the tea, because that is my natural state. The second thing that's really important to me in this workshop is the abundance of flowers. Being able to have access to that many ingredients, to talk through, experiment with things that work and don't work, you will never get a chance like this again in your life, unless you set it up for yourself, which will be quite an expensive endeavor. So abundance of flowers is really important. Number three, photography. Being able to have access to a very highly skilled film photographer who will take your headshot, who will take your in-action shots, who will help set us set up the styled shoots, who will talk us through the ins and outs of photography, talking to the talent. We will actually have our own hair and makeup people there. It's going to be so good. So good, friends. So good. So photography is number three. But immediately on the back of that is I also want to talk you through and make sure you feel really comfortable in terms of how you can actually start to take photos of your work yourself because that is super important. And so often it might be you in your studio on your own going, but how do I make this thing work? Because it's really frustrating because that used to be me. And then number, I've lost whatever purpose reason I'm on. I cannot count anymore because there's so many good reasons. I am so incredibly excited for this workshop. Learning to dye your own ribbons. Oh my God, people, I love it. It's amazing. So I'm really excited to share that with you guys as well. I'm also really excited to share with you my specific technique for how I make the bouquets the way I make them because it's how I have learned and conquered the whole idea of being able to make something that's much more light and airy and less round ball shapey. Then the whole idea of passing on every single tip and trick I've learned about going foam free because there are just some infinitely practical tips and tricks. But on top of all of that, as always, I am so excited to share with you guys all of the things to do with business because it's great to learn how to do these installations, but if you don't know how to attract the clients, price it properly, and then make it happen, it's no good. So that's a quick snapshot of the workshop I am hosting in April. I am also only limiting it to 10 people because I want it to be a beautiful, intimate experience. This workshop is going to sell out. So if you are at all inclined, if you feel like 2020 is the year that you really want to step up your game, You really want to learn about all the ins and outs of business and flowering and have access to some of the most beautiful product in this country, join me. Join me, nine of the beautiful flower fairies and all of my favorite suppliers and partners, and we shall gather together and create magic. And if you have any questions about the retreat, about the workshop, 
Link is in the show notes. Send me a message on Instagram. Email me. Always happy to help. Would love to have you join me at this retreat because I cannot tell you how much I wish this was the thing that existed five years ago. Because I want to remind you that you can absolutely, 100%, build a highly successful floral design business that you absolutely love and make good money at it. So if you feel called to join in on this workshop, sign up, book your spot today, and let's do this thing. Otherwise, I will talk to you all next week. Have a beautiful day, friends. Bye for now. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you want to get your hands on some more good stuff, jump on over to girlbossbusiness.com and grab my free course. That's G-I-R-L-B-O-S-S-B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S.com. Enter your email address and you will automatically receive access to day one of my free four-day online program. In my free course, you'll get access to even more tips and tricks and how-tos for building the business of your dreams. I am on a mission to make sure every designer has what they need to build their dream creative business, just like me.